Welcome back to Love Murder Current Affairs, our show about the cases of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. We're going to start off today with a clip of a recent interview. My husband passed away unexpectedly last year, so it's March 4th was a one-year anniversary for us, and um, he was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, And we have three little boys, 10, 9, and 6, and, um, you know, we kind of, my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced. The woman you just heard was Corey Richens, a 33-year-old mother of three from Camas, Utah. In March of 2022, Corey experienced one of the worst things imaginable for a young mother, the unexpected death of her partner and the father of her children. On March 4th, Corey and her husband Eric Richens, then 39, had been celebrating a real estate deal closing. They were drinking Moscow mules, Eric had a pot gummy, and generally they were having a great time when one of their three children came out, of course, it always happens like that, complaining of bad dreams. It does always happen (laughs) like that. Good mom that she was, Corey left her husband temporarily to go to sleep with a child to help get them through their night terrors. When she returned, she found Eric unresponsive and cold to the touch and frantically called 911. When the paramedics arrived, Eric was pronounced dead. What could have killed an otherwise healthy young man? Sadly, it was the scourge that has afflicted so many American families over the past few years. When the medical examiner performed an autopsy, they determined that Eric had died of fentanyl overdose. The community was shocked. According to local news outlets, the Richens family was one of the oldest and largest in Summit County. There are even county buildings named after them. Devastated, Corey carried on the best she could. One of the unique ways she channeled her grief and the grief of her children was into writing a children's book about losing a parent or loved one. The book was called Are You With Me? and follows the story of a boy who loses his father, but is reminded of his presence in numerous ways. The book came out in March of 2023, and reviewers had an extremely emotional response. Sue E. wrote, A heartwarming children's book that offers comfort and solace to young minds who have experienced the difficult challenge of losing a parent. Written by a loving mother who has personally faced this situation, this book provides a reassuring message that no matter where you go or who you become, the love of those you've lost remains with you. Another reviewer wrote, A little boy missing his dad asking questions, and his dad answering them in the second half, which he will never get to hear. I don't think I will be able to read this book with the kids because I know for sure that this book will make me ugly cry, as it just did every time I read it. Corey even told news outlets that she was working on a sequel called Mom, How Far Away Is Heaven? By all accounts, she was still feeling Eric's loss every day. Last Friday, May 5th, she posted a set of photos of her and Eric to Facebook. Life is just so damn hard without you here. The cards I have been dealt just seem like a game that can't be played. Oof, well, all of this made it even more of a shock when this week on Monday, Corey was arrested and charged with the aggravated murder of her husband. Well, it turns out all was not as though it appeared. In fact, not even close to what it had appeared at the Richen household. In reality, the marriage had been rocky for a number of years. The couple had been fighting about normal things like money, 
They had disagreed, for example, about a $2 million home that Corey, who was a realtor, wanted to buy. In fact, the night that Corey said they were celebrating, Eric was actually telling Corey that he couldn't sign to buy the house that she wanted. That's crazy. According to Eric's family, at the time of his death, he was actually in the process of seeking a divorce. He had also recently changed the beneficiary of his life insurance policy and his will from Corey to his sister. What's more, Eric and his family had apparently long held a suspicion that Corey wished him harm. As shared in court documents, Eric's sister told authorities of a suspicious occasion that occurred while Eric and Corey had been on vacation in Greece a few years earlier. Corey had given Eric a drink, after which he became violently sick, and later told his sister that he believed his wife had poisoned him. Fast forward to Valentine's Day, 2022, just a few weeks before Eric's death. That evening, the couple had dinner at their home. After eating a sandwich Corey had prepared, Eric again became ill, breaking out in hives and passing out after using his son's EpiPen and taking Benadryl. He once again reported, this time to a friend, that he suspected that it was Corey who was poisoning him. In fact, according to the warrant, Eric changed his will and insurance policy because he believed Corey might, quote, kill him for the money. It turns out that almost from the beginning, Eric's family had suspected that Corey had been responsible for his death. They told investigators that Eric had, quote, warned them that if anything happened to him, she was to blame. Of course, someone having suspicion is not the same as the person they suspect having committed a crime. There was also extreme tension between Corey and Eric's family, which might have led them to having a negative opinion. Corey didn't find out that she had been replaced in Eric's will until the family gathered in their home a day after his death. A few weeks later, on March 28th, Corey actually sued Eric's sister for control of the estate, claiming that their prenup entitled her to it. Luckily, investigators had much more to go on than just the suspicions that Eric had shared with his family and friends, and of course, the potential he said, she said of conflicting claims. It turned out that the autopsy hadn't just shown that Eric had died of a fentanyl overdose. At the time of his death, he had approximately five times more than the lethal dose of fentanyl in his system, a surprising amount for a supposedly accidental overdose. There were also questions of Corey's story just after the death. Corey told first responders that she had performed CPR, but it appears to them to be untrue given the blood coming from his mouth. Then, while they were performing CPR, Corey couldn't tell them where Eric's medications were, saying that she didn't know because, quote, the maid just puts medications in random places. This was enough to get a judge to authorize search warrants, with which investigators were able to access the family's electronic devices. Thank goodness. Yeah, that seems very random. I don't think that people are moving around your medications on you. No, I know where all of the medications in our house are, in case anyone needs them. One of the things they uncovered was that in January of 2022, Corey had accessed the website for her husband's life insurance policy. It was a joint policy held with his business partner, Cody Wright, with whom he ran the business C&D Stone Masonry. Up until that point, Cody and Eric had been each other's beneficiaries, but allegedly, Corey changed it to name herself the only beneficiary. Unfortunately for Corey, the insurance company notified Corey and Eric of the change, and they were able to switch it back. There were also new questions of what Corey told investigators immediately after her husband's death. She had claimed that when she went to comfort her son after his nightmare, she had left her phone plugged in by the bed. 
Authorities, however, found that between going into her son's bedroom and when she called 911, the phone had been locked and unlocked multiple times, with the users sending and receiving messages that were later deleted. Also, in the investigators' search of the family devices, they discovered communications between Corey and an acquaintance the document's name as C.L., from whom she was buying drugs. C.L. was known to the police for having been implicated in previous drug dealing. When C.L. was interviewed, they said that Corey had bought hydrocodone from them sometime in the period between December 2021 and February 2022. A few weeks after that, Corey reached back out again, and this time she wanted something stronger. She wanted, as she put it, some of the Michael Jackson stuff. On February 11th, Corey allegedly bought between 15 and 30 fentanyl pills worth around $900. On February 26th, she doubled down, spending another $900 on fentanyl. A week later, her husband was dead. In addition to the first-degree felony charge of aggravated murder, Corey is also now charged with three second-degree felony counts of possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance, owing to authorities having found GHB, a.k.a. the date rape drug, in the Richens' house as well. A detention hearing is set for May 19th. Corey's attorneys have not responded to the request for comment. In a statement distributed to media, the Richens' family attorneys wrote, The Richens have been devastated by the loss of their son and brother. They hope that justice will be done. The family is thankful to all law enforcement for their efforts in pursuing this matter. The internet is absolutely lit up about this case. I think, Andy, everyone really hates a hypocrite. Totally. 100%. We have never seen so much demand for a current affairs. We got tagged in a bunch and you guys shared it with us. So thank you so much. And while Amazon has taken the book down, the reviews are still flooding into Google. This Google Books review read, A wise man once said that if opportunity does not knock, build a door. This is exactly what Corey Richens did. She lived that girl boss life and made things happen. Want to write about grief? Create some to write about. She is an inspiration to women everywhere. And any prison in the country should be honored to have her as an inmate and convict creator. Which is obviously facetious. I was going to say, I hope that the writer of that review is as sarcastic as we tend to be. <laughs> I think that they are. And that's why I included it. Because, yeah, the reviews are just flooding in with people saying, for shame. I mean, it's shameless. It's really shameless. It is. Yeah. She was trying to capitalize on the crime she allegedly did. And think of the pain she's putting her children through. No, it's horrific. Also, you can live your American dream and get your $2 million house. Oh, yeah. Oh, brutal. It really hurts my heart. Well, we're thinking of the Richens family. We will also keep you guys updated as the case develops. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. <laughs> <laughs>